I just want to say a merry, merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, we're so glad that you're tuned in, and uh, wherever you're watching from, from Jamie and I, uh, we want to say a merry Christmas uh, to you. And uh, I, I want to open up uh, out of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 9. Uh, it's a familiar passage of scripture that prophesies the coming of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 9, uh, verse 6, it says, For to us... A child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want to talk just for a couple minutes, wherever you're watching this at, I want to talk from this subject, Perfect Peace. The, the, the reason God sent Jesus, one of the primary reasons was so that we would have peace. So that we would have peace. So let me just ask you this uh, on this Christmas day. Are you at peace? Are you at peace? Maybe you've had a crazy Christmas already and uh, maybe there's no peace. Uh, but are you, are you at peace? Jesus came as the prince of peace. Now, to me, peace is, um, it might be different than to some other people. For me, peace is a completely clean house. Every, every door shut, right? Like every chair straightened, like not even in the other room. I got to go in the other room, make sure the door's shut, then come into my room, and then I'm going that, to, that's, that's, that's peace. So you can disrupt my peace pretty easily by coming in just messing up things in in my house. That's this, everybody has a different perspective of peace. And this is the truth. For, for most people, the only way to have peace is for things to be perfect. We, we don't have perfect peace. We have to have things perfect in order to have peace. This is what the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 27. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So we know this peace is available. Peace is available, but the scripture also says, do not be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, the Bible never give you a command to do something unless you had the power to do it. Do not be afraid. You ever been afraid? <laughs> do not be troubled. You ever been troubled? This scripture is saying there is a peace that comes from God. And on the heels of that promise, it says, don't be troubled and do not be afraid. Now, growing up, my family did Christmas different than Jamie, my wife's family, did Christmas. And so on Christmas Day, uh, my family, five of us in my family, five siblings, right, we would all line up according to age. We would all organize our gifts. The oldest has their gifts. I had my gifts all the way down. And then we would take turns opening gifts, right? My sister Lindsay would start. She'd open. We'd all watch. We'd say thank you. We'd appreciate the gift. I would open mine. Everybody would watch me open the gifts. Then I would say thank you and on down the line, the next present. And it had to be perfectly even because when you go in order like that, you can know, you can tell real quickly if somebody got more presents than you did. So everybody had to get the same amount of presents. So Jamie and I got married. And we spent the first Christmas, we were at her house, Christmas morning, we're ready. And I'm expecting to do the same things that we did. And so Christmas morning hits and it is like a bomb goes off in the living room and there is a mad dash for the adults, kids, babies, just thrashing the tree. 
grabbing presents, just opening presents. I'm like, I think that was my present. They're open. I, to this day, don't think I got all my presents because you don't even know. You know it's like somebody opened a present for me, and they're just like, they're over there on the other room. I'm like, are they going to say thank you? Or You don't even know. They're just like, man. So I'm, I'm missing some presents from um, my first Christmas, and uh, it, it, it felt so chaotic to me. And, and I, it was hard for me to have peace, right? To, to each and every person, it's different, maybe how you do Christmas, but how you interact with family. It, 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 it might give you peace. It might give you a headache. And uh, I'm still get, walking through forgiveness on not getting all my <laughs> presents. But this is, this is the truth. For us, most of us, the, if we have peace or not is determined by if situations are aligned properly or not. And I want to talk about the difference between an external peace and an internal peace. Because the, the prince of peace, Jesus, is an offering of peace that is not based on outward circumstances, but on an inward condition that no matter what is going on outside of me, I can still be at peace. So I started thinking about this, what, what causes us to have unrest or what steals our peace. How do we lose our peace? Circumstances that are uncontrollable is one way you lose your, your peace. The inability to control a circumstance. Something happens in life. Something happens in your family. Something happens on your job that you cannot control. That circumstance can rob you of your peace. People who are unchangeable. Circumstances that are uncontrollable, people who are unchangeable. When, when you can't change someone, it can rob you of your peace. If anybody's been married in the room or we're talking to any families, you got, if you've ever tried to change somebody, it, when you can't change someone, it can rob your peace. Wouldn't the, wouldn't the world be a better place if we could just change everybody <laughs> to make them do the things we, the, the way that we do them? But people, when you can't change them, it can rob you of your peace. Problems that are unexplainable. Circumstances that are uncontrollable, people who are unchangeable, and problems that are unexplainable all can rob you of your peace. Something happens in your life that's confusing. And maybe you know in your mind that God is good, but something happens in your life that's not good. Those things that are unexplainable oftentimes rob us from the ability to have peace. All of these situations have an element of powerlessness. So I want you to catch this. Wherever you're watching this, I want you to see this. Is The reason for most of us that we don't have peace is because we can't control. That's like a bad word. We can't control the situation. And whenever a situation, a circumstance, or a person is out of our control, there is a level of unrest that happens in our lives. If you could control every situation, you would be at peace. If you could control what happens to you and what, what life experiences that you go through, you would be at peace. But the truth is, and we all know this, is that we can't control that. So there are going to be crises, there's going to be problems, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be setbacks, there's going to be disappointments that cause us to be at unrest. But the Bible promised us that there is a peace that passes all understanding. The Bible says that this peace is available to me and to you. And when we have this peace, we can fulfill the command that says, do not be afraid, or do not be troubled. So let's just talk about this. Where does peace 
come from? Where does peace come from? Peace, it really, it comes from power. Power. The ability to overcome something. If you have power over a situation, you're probably not going to get stressed out by it. For instance, if you've got a financial need, but you have plenty of finances, you've got control, you have power over the situation. It doesn't phase you like if you don't have any money and your, your dishwasher breaks and your fridge breaks and your car breaks all at the same time and your bank account's empty because you bought all Christmas presents for everybody, you're stressed because you don't have the power, right? If you, if you have the power, you can be at peace. If you've got all the money in the world, something breaks, you just buy a new one. You don't have to worry. So there is an element of power that fuels peace. But the problem with peace coming from power is our peace will only last as long as we are able to ensure a good outcome. So if ever our power fails us, then our peace will leave us. So there is an element of peace that comes from power, but the power is limited. And when the power runs out, our peace will run out as well. So, so peace comes from power, but peace also comes from possibility. There's an element of hope with peace that if you've got hope, a lot of times you can be at peace. If you know a situation is going to turn around, even though you might not have the power to change the situation, if you have hope or a possibility, a chance that something might turn, oftentimes you can find yourself at peace. So you've got power and you have possibility. The, the, our peace will only last as long as our ability to control the outcome. And this is the problem, is that each of us are going to run out of power and each of us are going to run out of possibility. So how do you have the peace that God promised if you don't have the ability to maintain power or to create, create the possibility in the midst of the problems that you're walking through? How do you take this peace that God has spelled out in his word that is the meaning of Christmas is about God sending his son Jesus who his actual name would be the Prince of Peace. Isn't it interesting that that Jesus that we've accepted in our lives, we live for, we worship, is the Prince of Peace, but very few of us have peace? Could it be that we are looking to, in our own human condition, to control situations with our own power and create our own possibilities so that as long as we can control and as long as we can produce, we have peace? But when you come to the end of you, and I come to the end of me, my peace will leave with me. So there is another element of peace that we have to have if we're going to have this peace that passes understanding. And it's this. Peace comes from presence. Peace comes from presence. So, so the meaning of Christmas is that Jesus came. The greatest gift of all, the greatest present of all was the presence of Jesus. And when you understand that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, then you understand that he has all power and he has all possibilities. If I look to myself for my power and my possibilities, then I'm going to look to myself for my peace. And it might happen when all situations align. But as soon as my circumstances don't 
measure up or don't align properly, I'm going to lose my peace. But when I realize that the meaning of Christmas, the gift of Jesus, is that actually I get to receive in my life the Prince of Peace who has all power and who has all possibility, then I can be at peace. You can be in the middle of crisis and be at peace. You can be sick and be at peace. You can be with your family right now and be at peace. You can get a present you hated, and you can be at peace. You can get in a fight with your family. Hopefully you don't, but just in case you do, you do but you could still be at peace. If you understand that peace is not the absence of trouble, but peace is found in the presence of God. Peace became possible when presence became permanent. This, this is so cool about God. God knew that we would lack peace. So when he sent Jesus, specially designed, pre-packaged, pre-designed, pre-fabricated Jesus, he was specially designed to specifically meet our needs. I want to ask you this question. Just think about this. On Christmas Day, think about this. If Jesus never came, how would he know what it would feel like to be tired? If Jesus never came, how would he know what it felt like to be lonely? If Jesus never came, how would he know what it felt like to be tempted? But my Bible says, and your Bible says, that Jesus was tempted in every way just as we are. That because he came, the greatest gift, Jesus, he is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. It's not a God that says you should just have peace. It's a God who sent Jesus to walk in our footsteps to encounter this life, to feel this pressure, and to receive God's peace. He brought peace. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. So I think this is interesting. 2 Thessalonians says, May the Lord of peace himself give you peace peace give you himself give you his peace the lord be with all of you i don't think it's a coincidence that they that the scripture is saying the lord be with all of you on the heels of talking about peace because peace is about presence you you can be in chaos and if you have him you can have peace It's not cliche. It's not just something we say. This is the truth, that you can be in some of the greatest downturns of your life, but if you have him, then you can have peace. You've probably heard this quote, and I love it. It says, you don't know Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. A lot of us, we say, man, Jesus is all we need. We really don't even know how true that is unless you have been at the bottom that you've been in a situation where really Jesus is all that you have. And once Jesus is all that you have, he proves, to him, he proves himself over and over again that he is all that you need. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, verse six and 7, it says, Do not be, this is crazy, it's another command. Do not be anxious about anything. Is that convicting to anybody else? Just, just me? Do not be anxious. Another translation says, do not worry. Anybody worried about anything today? Do not worry about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, 
which transcends, another translation says, which passes, all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is wild. Don't worry about anything. That sounds insensitive, doesn't it? Especially if you have real trouble, if you're going through real crisis, or maybe this last year you've experienced real loss, maybe a real stressful situation. For someone to say, don't worry, do not be, it sounds insensitive. But the only reason the scripture would give us that command the same way as the other scripture is that we would have the ability to walk it out. So it says, don't worry about anything, but it also gives us an antidote. It says, but pray about everything. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. You know what this means? It means that when you have peace, it doesn't mean that you have all power and you have all possibilities, so all your life lines up perfectly and you have peace. It means it transcends, it passes understanding, which means the, the actual circumstance of your life doesn't look peaceful. And other people would look at it and be like, there's no way that you can have peace in it. But the peace that you have transcends understanding. So now people on the outside are saying, how do you have peace in that situation? Because I went through in that and didn't have peace. Or I'm going through that and don't have peace. But when I have the peace of God, I go through what other people go through. And it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't affect me. I don't feel it. I'm not tempted to be anxious or worry. It means that in it, when I give it to God, I receive the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. The peace of God. And it guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Perfect peace doesn't make sense to people around you. Most people have to have perfect situations in order to have peace. But the Bible doesn't say that, that God is just has an element of peace says that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And I would propose this to you, that it's not that things have to be perfect in order to have peace, it's that you can have perfect peace if you have him. So how, how, do, you, how do you access this perfect peace? How do you access the peace of God? I'm gonna give you three things that are so simple, okay? So you might be there with your family, you might be gathered around, we're almost done, but I want you to catch these three things. It's so simple and so cliche that you might miss it. Now, this is where super spiritual people say, oh, that's too easy. I would say don't knock it until you try it. Because if you're stressed out and you haven't done the simple things, you might want to go back and do something simple so you can have the peace that God promises. First thing is turn to God in prayer. That's it. I'm taking my worries and my cares. The Bible says cast your cares on him because he cares for you. So I take my cares, my concerns, my worries, and I translate them into prayer to God. God can handle your complaint. God can handle your doubts. God can handle your worries, and I give them to God. Then you tell him what's on your mind. You know, you talk to God just like you talk to anybody else. I, I, I see people, and their whole tone changes when they start to pray. You ever met, meet these people? You know, they talk normal, and then they start to pray. And, oh, dear Lord, Father, God, Father, God, Father. And it's like, just be normal. He just wants to hear you. Like, just, just, be, just talk to him. Can you imagine someone saying your name a thousand times? Oh, Hannah, Carissa, Robin, Ryan, 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 Ryan. It's, no, it's just, hey, God. And we talk to him. You turn to God. I give him all my worry. I cast my care on him. I tell him what's on my mind. And then the third one, and this is really hard, I trust 
his goodness. Did you know that right now I'm practicing this in my own life? In areas where I could have a lot of worry or a lot of stress, I've turned to God in prayer. I've told him what's on my mind. I think I gave him a piece of my mind as well. But he can handle that too. I've told him what's on my mind, and I've trusted his goodness. I've trusted his goodness. There is a story I want to close with in the book of Mark, Mark chapter 4. And it's really in, in, it's in all the Gospels. Mark chapter 4, it's interesting. The disciples are on a boat. And uh, they're on a boat in a storm. You guys remember this story? A storm whips up, and, and uh, the disciples are anxious, and the disciples are worried, and uh, they're stressing out. Jesus is actually on the boat with them, which that's always a good thing when Jesus is on the boat with you. Uh, if you're on a boat and Jesus isn't on it, you might be on the wrong boat. So you want to make sure Jesus is on the boat. But Jesus was sleeping, right? Jesus is sleeping on the boat, and the disciples are freaking out. Finally, the storm gets bad enough that they say, we got to wake Jesus up. You know how most people, when they access peace, they wait until the storm of life gets so bad that they have no other option. They're like, we better wake him up. Did you know you can have perfect peace before the storm gets bad? You, you, you can turn to him before things get crazy. Jesus is sleeping. They wake him up. In Mark chapter 4, verse 37, it says, A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, Jesus, asleep on a pillow. He brought his pillow on the boat. So this man thinking of everything. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? You ever felt like that when you're stressed or anxious? Like, God, do you even care about what I'm going through? That's what the disciples felt. Since then he, Jesus, arose and he rebuked, not the disciples, he rebuked the storm. He rebuked the wind. And he said to the sea, Peace. Be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. I'm just going to tell you this, wherever you're watching this ad, and we've been praying for you, and I really believe this in these next couple minutes, the presence of God is going to fill your home. The presence of God, wherever you're watching this, you're watching this in this car, your car, or at a later day, I believe the presence of God is going to fill the place that you're watching this and the peace of God which passes all understanding, is about to guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. The Bible says Jesus awoke. He cared about what they were going through. He spoke to what was affecting them, and he said, peace. And I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me that some of us, that we've just got turbulent waters in our minds and in our hearts. And on this Christmas day, the reason that Jesus came was so that you wouldn't have to have stormy hearts or stormy minds, but that the water of your mind and the water of your heart could be at peace. And I believe this, that even right now, Jesus is speaking to your heart. And he's saying, peace, be still. He's speaking to your mind. The anxious thoughts that are combating against the peace of your own life. The worries and the concerns and the cares of this world that are trying to come at you and attack you. And I believe this, that Jesus is saying the same words that he said in Mark chapter 4 straight to you. And he's saying, peace, be still. Because peace, we said this earlier, is not found in the absence of trouble. Peace is found in the presence of God. Matthew chapter 1, it's the Christmas story. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, it says, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. 
because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Peace is about presence. Christmas is about a present that was given by God to mankind that would make allowance for each and every one of us to have peace. Whether you've been walking with God all your life or maybe you're watching this and you're hearing this from the other room or you're with your family that made you watch this. And I'm going to tell you this, the reason that Jesus came, the reason we celebrate Christmas is because there is a Prince of Peace. And that peace is not in just good situations or good circumstances. That peace is an inward peace that can settle the turbulent waters of your mind and of your heart. I'm going to tell you this, Jesus came to this earth and he died on a cruel cross, not just so in our crazy situations we could have peace, but to forgive us of our sins. So for each of us that even are far from God right now, you don't have to feel and bear the weight of shame and condemnation, but you've got a God that sent his son Jesus to, to be born and to die so that you could have a fresh start. And my Bible says that whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is, how many of you are just grateful that we're new in Jesus, that we can access, we can access that peace. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And I think that's so special to just think about that on this Christmas day, in the midst of craziness and presents for everybody and family and food and all that, could you just take 30 seconds and just recognize the reason we celebrate? It's because God said, I want relationship with you so bad. I'm gonna make sure that there's no hindrance and there's no barrier and there's nothing in the way. And I'm not gonna, I'm gonna ensure that you don't have to walk through this life with turbulent waters in your mind or in your heart, but I'm gonna send Jesus to die as a sacrifice so that he can speak peace to the troubled waters of your mind and your heart. And you can walk through this life no matter what's going on outside of you, that inside of you, there will be peace. I was probably like, 11 or 12 years old, my family every year would go to a church um, out of town and they would do a big Christmas play. And uh, they did like a reenactment of Scrooge, the musical. And, and uh, every year we would go and I got all these memories in my childhood of going to this play. And, and uh, I, I think by like, you know, by the time I was like 12, I could recite some of the lines and uh, watching this thing. And at the end, um, one of the, the pastor would get up and he would share the gospel. And he would talk about the power of life change and the power to change hard hearts to soft hearts. And I remember this one Christmas, it wasn't anything different than any other Christmas. We were watching the play just like we always did. And he was preaching like he always preached and talking about the power of changed lives. And I was sitting there and as he was sharing the Christmas story and talking about Emmanuel, God with us and the Prince of Peace, I felt physically tangible, I felt the presence of God. And I remember as a young child, just sensing like God's here. And I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me that some of you for the very first time are just gonna sense in this moment, God's here. It's not just something we talk about, it's just not a nativity scene that we set up, that this thing really happened, that Jesus really came and he really does love you and he really does have a plan for you and he really is Emmanuel, God. Let me say it this way, God with me. 
not just with us, God with you. God with you. Wherever you are, wherever you're watching, God with you. No matter what this year has been like, no matter what has come against you or what battles that you fought, that you have a God that is for you and loves you and says you don't have to be at in the midst of a storm or anxiety. You can be at peace. There's really two types of people that are watching. There's some of us that have already believed given our hearts to Jesus and and we're at peace maybe eternally but maybe just situationally you're not at peace and you feel stress right now and the mind and the heart are turbulent there's some people that you're watching right now and you've never said yes to Jesus you've never given your heart to him you've never given your life to him maybe you never even knew the closeness of the love of God and the peace of God that he can give and I want to pray for both people Because whether you've been a believer and you've been in church and you've served God or whether you're just watching because your family made you sit down and watch this, I'm going to tell you this, God knew that you'd be here. God knew that you'd be watching, that you'd be hearing these words. And I want you to hear me clearly that God loves you so much and that the things that have been raging against your life and your life purpose and your destiny and your legacy and who you are is all from the enemy. The Bible says the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus, on Christmas, came that you might have life, and that life to the full.